evening and welcome to the fifth episode of the Fathers Ain't Podcast. Joining me tonight will be entrepreneur Eric Dawson as he will discuss his frustrations with the system and how he ended up paying child support for a son that he raised in his home. Thank you for joining me on the fifth episode. I am your host, Tynish. Good evening and welcome to episode five of the Fathers Ain't Podcast. Tonight I am joined by Mr. Eric Dawson. Welcome, Eric, and thank you for coming on. Thank you, love. He's here to show his, uh, I'm sorry, to tell his story about him being a father who raised his son and his son lived with him at a point where he still paid child support. Oh, hell so, yeah. Eric, before we get into exactly what happened, please introduce yourself. Let everyone know who is Eric Dawson. All right. First of all, most yes, it's Eric, not Eric. E-R-I-C-K. <laughs> a lot of people get that shit misconstrued and messed up. They call me Eric. I'm like, my name is Eric. Then when I pronounce my name, they want to call me Bougie. But that's my name. My name is Eric Dawson, like Ty said. Um entrepreneur of, of many things, can't get into detail about them all because it's a little bit too many. Like, you know, I'm moving around like a Jamaican. Um, no offense to my brethren. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into this, this this thing about child support. And shout out to you, Ty, for actually um, starting this podcast and this platform um, and telling these untold stories about, you know, child support. Because a lot of times it's very much one-sided. Um I didn't know early on that men did have rights because they make it hard for us to exercise our rights. You know what I mean? So yeah, you want me to begin, good. I'll begin. And before you begin, I wanted to say thank you for that. And that was that was my purpose of starting this podcast to let men know that they do have rights and to inform them on what their rights were, because, you know, they do have them, like you said. So, um, Begin where you want to begin and let us know, like, you know, what's your story? All right. First and foremost, uh, my son now is 21. Um, he made it to see 21 in a world where a lot of young people that look like us coming out of culture don't make make it out of seat to see 21, let alone see 18. Every birthday is a milestone. So I had my son, I'm probably, what, 19, 20? Somewhere around, somewhere around the numbers with his mother, of course, and very young, um, very dumb, and very full of cum. So, you young, dumb, full of cum, you make irrational decisions. Um, and honestly, I probably never should have fathered a child at that age, you know what I mean? Because I was still growing myself. Mm-hmm. But it happened, you know, and being that it happened, um, of course, I was going to be there. And, you know, I mean, because her and I was together, it wasn't like she was just some random chick. We were together. But, you know, mm-hmm. I should have did the traditional thing and actually became married and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? I should have I should have did that first. Okay. okay. I should have did that. So with being young, dumb, full of cum, um, relationships don't always go according to plan. Of course. And I'm not going to tell her side of the story on why the relationship did not work out. That isn't that isn't fair to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't work out. Um, so typically when people get bitter and mad, what happens to the guy? The guy goes on child support. support. <laughs> goes on child support. And the funny thing about it, the people that's close to the situation, even her own friends knew that me going on child support was the totally wrong thing because I'm taking care of her before my son is even born. You know, mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. the the child support thing is always used as a, a get back mechanism to the man. And when it comes to the court system and actually child support, it's a very unfair thing because you don't have to prove anything. You just got to say, hey, he's not here. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not here. And, and trust and believe. Like, 
I went to child support with trash bags full of receipts because there's always something in the back of my mind that made me say, like, yo, let me keep track of everything. That's why I still keep receipts to this day. I keep a lot of receipts. Kept a lot of receipts just to prove that I was there because she went to that office like, I've been gone. You know, like, hmm. I ain't been helping out. Like, that's that's totally false. Like, I'm, I was working two full-time jobs. Like, you know what I mean? What you mean? I'm not, I'm not involved. Like, I'm being responsible. Right. So, in the midst of, you know, the baby mama drama, you going back and forth with dudes and families bickering and all this other stuff. Yeah, I got put on child support. Mm-hmm. But she continued to have children, you know, after my son. My son mm-hmm. is old. So what's a young mother going to do when she's early 20s and having these babies and no free time? Mm-hmm. Somebody got to go. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So about the time my, my son was four years old, I got a phone call about, I can't handle him. Come get him. I got there. At, at four years old? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. I got to I got to credit that to her being so young. When you're young, you have children like that back to back. Yeah. Back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody else is outside running around playing because that's what you do when you're young. You're outside. You run right. around and play. Right. She able to play the way that she wanted to play because you got these responsibilities at home. So what people start doing, they start taking away responsibilities to free up time. Mm-hmm. And at that particular time, after looking at it in 2020 hindsight, that's what she did. Like she had to start dumping some of these assets to go ahead and be able to do what she wanted to do. Uh-huh. And my son came to live with me full time when he was about four years old. Going into uh, what grade was he going into then? Because first grade, he was okay. going into fifth grade, so he might have been about five. Because originally he was going to to school, elementary school around the corner from his mother. And then when he moved to me, he went to Northwood. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that child support thing. The, 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 the thing about child support is that when it happened, I didn't initially say anything to child support. Um, I was just in a position where I was happy that I had my kid to myself. You know what I mean? When you're going through, when you're going through battles and People want to put in the middle when you can see your child, and when like that's all I care. I didn't care about the money at first until you know shit really got hard, and I'm like, yo, I'm still paying child support. Now you would thought that a person would go ahead and say, you know what, he's over there with his dad. Let me go down here and take the shit off. Let's put the money back into back to the house because they need it. That shit never happened. You know what I mean? Because when you're getting when you're getting child support money, you're also getting extra benefits. You're getting Medicare. You're getting food stamps. You're getting all these other things. So why would a person want to give that shit up so freely? Right. So as I start going through the process of actually getting off of child support, the court system made it hard, very hard, and to the point where it frustrates you. you kind of explain, like I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. How because. This has been a running theme mm-hmm. that they make it hard. And what you were about to say was that it was frustrating. Mm-hmm. So in what ways did they make it hard for you? And at what point, you know, and when you became frustrated, how, you know, did you quit? Did you say, OK, whatever, I'm just going to pay it because I'm tired. So. But, but what did the court system do to make it so hard for you to prove that, hey, he's living with me now. Why am I still paying? Mm-hmm. Well, all right, I'll tell you like this. Mm-hmm. Let's say when somebody, when somebody has a criminal case, they get served with indictments and court papers, right? Mm-hmm. They put the process into my hands for me to get it done. So I had to get her served. She was served three times. Mm-hmm. Never showed up for court, knew nothing. Always postponements, nothing. Like if if it was on the other side and if we were served paperwork for not showing up, guess what? We're locked up. Mm-hmm. And you keep going through this process after process after process. And it's just like, yo, I'm losing more than what I'm gaining here. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, so for me, it came a point where 
when things got right again, I just said, fuck it. Um, because you're talking years of back and forth, back and forth with no help, like nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like you ever had a situation where you pay for something with your card and they say they take it just like that. But then right. when you back, they said, you know, we give it to you seven, ten minutes. That's how child support is. They go down there, they take that shit right away. As soon as you sit there yeah. talking to people, when you want to get off of it, ah, we got to go through this. We got to talk to this person. We got to do this. We got to do that. Like, and that's where the frustration part comes in. You know what I'm saying? So, so men like myself and just men in general, like when it comes to certain things like that, like we get frustrated. I even, I even got a homeboy. His, you know, even when it comes to, when I'm talking public services, when it comes to getting help, it's not there because I got a homeboy whose wife died mm-hmm. and he was left with three children. And he went down just like any any woman would go down, apply for social services and food stamps. You know, it was quick, fast for a woman. Mm-hmm. They told him, nah, we, you need to just go get another job. And mm-hmm. immediately shut him down. So when it comes to things like public services and child support and uh, family court, like it's not really meant for us to win at all. Do Do you feel like in some of these instances you can win, but they purposely make it frustrating for for y'all just so that y'all because they know in a sense they know okay that nobody's gonna keep running back and forth doing this so that. And like the judge made a statement in my first episode, she said that, you know, it, it's a money thing. So it's like, yeah, okay, we want to keep the money, of course. So we want to keep getting the money. So we'll make the process as irritating as we can so that we don't have to stop, you know, getting the money. Yeah. Do you, do you think that that's accurate? It's 100% accurate. Like child support, child support feeds a lot of fucking people. Like, that child support system feeds a lot of people. And if you cut the head off, you're talking about massive unemployment. Like you're talking about people in, in, in the medical field, like, you know, the Medicare and everything that you get with child support and child care services, people are eating off of that. And then people that work at the child support offices, like it's a big, it's a big, it's, it's like, it's highway robbery. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. It's no other way around it. I, I always see the thing is I'm not I'm not against child support at all. I'm I'm no, against the fact, I, and I'm not as well. I'm not, I'm not against it at all. I'm it's against just, it for the fathers who want to be there. I I, I, don't I, I, I believe it just needs to be proven that he's negligent. Right. That's all. I that's that, that's all. I and I and for me, I believe it should be a salary cap on child support. You know what I'm saying? Because it's certain, you hear certain things where. You got men that are, are making more than the average man. Like the average man makes forty five, fifty thousand dollars a year. That's across the board. That's the average man makes. But men that make more than that, when you're talking like and I'm I'm not talking when I'm talking six figures, I'm talking one seventy five or better. Making a hundred thousand is easy in the United States. That's that's easy. When you're talking about getting in another tax bracket, those men become targets. And it's a lot of good men that want to, first of all, have a family, have children to leave a legacy and then get caught up with these women that just want the bag. And nothing is done with it. Like we got what's the what's the one model that's out now? Bundle of Britney, whatever this scumbag chick name is. No, 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 no. We got to keep it real. She's a scumbag. She is. She is because, but, and I will I am keeping it very real. And there are a lot of women out here that are just like her. However, now, this has been a conversation that I have had before with other men. But what I'm what I'm about to say is this, and I'm not saying all men, but I'm saying those men that are in that tax bracket that she goes after. This is the chick that you want, though. Hear me when I say this. There's a plenty of women who work nine to five jobs that are loyal and you know maybe she might work at walmart but she's just as pretty as bundle of britney but she's not on instagram 
selling uh flat tummy tea or whatever it is that they do. She just goes to work and she works at Walmart. But that Walmart girl will get overlooked for the bundle of Britney girl. It's a lot of it's a lot of Walmart girls that get that get booed up and still do the scumbag bundle of Britney shit. I'm just using bundle of Britney because of the level of support that she's getting. Um yeah, she's just an example. Like it's 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 not to um discredit any woman that that works anywhere else. Like men and women are scumbags all over the place. But when it comes to a woman like that who openly preyed on somebody that had more money, that had an abundance of wealth and nothing is done about it, that's a problem. That's what I mean about a salary cap on child support. Um so people or men of that stature don't feel like they're getting robbed because who who in the world can tell me about what child needs two hundred thousand dollars a month I in agree. child support? I you know, if I, my personal belief is, and people may think that it's stupid, if it's a salary cap on child support, then guess what? I think the family structure increases, especially in our in our culture, mm-hmm. because if you're dealing with a man, no matter if he's if he's if he's dumping trash out of a trash truck or he's shooting a basketball into a rim. You know for a fact that you only can get but so much. Mm-hmm. So it's cheaper to be like, you know what? Not even cheaper. It's just a better option. You know what? Let me get into a relationship with this man because I can get more than what Charles Booker ever offer because it's a cap. Right. right. And and that's my personal belief. I think I think putting a salary cap on child support increases um more of a family structure. Because at the end of the day, people can say what they want. When it comes to our culture, and I'm talking about us black people. Mm-hmm. We're at the bottom of the barrel, no matter what people see on Instagram, we are at the bottom of the barrel, and we're at the bottom of the barrel. You know why? Because we all live in the separate households. Mom's over here, dad's over here. We paying everybody twice in our culture. Mom got a rent, dad got a rent, everybody got a gas and electric bill, everybody got a cable bill, all this shit is separate, while every other culture got everybody under, underneath one roof and not going through this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's well, just personal belief. So do you feel like as well the salary cap will kind of cut down on the the percentage of women that's just going to child support because sure, I'm that, or you know absolutely. do you think when the women do go when if if there was a salary cap do you think that when the women do go they're going for a legit reason and not because you got a new girlfriend? Yeah, I I, I honestly believe that like it's just like it's just like a. It's just like a, a, a cheating man, a man, a man that cheats. A man is just as faithful as his options, you know what I'm saying? Or his wallet can afford. Like, if you know for a fact, like, you know, the pick of the litter ain't as great if I leave this man because the averages say that it isn't like what you going to do. Mm-hmm. And you're a woman. Ask yourself that. Let's say if your situation was, you know what? Let's just play the scenario if you was better. I don't think you ever was better. But let's yeah. say you, you was better, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And this dude was making quarter mil, $300,000. You're going for it, ain't you? I'm, now, I'm going to be honest. I'm saying, I'm, no, I'm saying if you're bitter. Oh, if I'm bitter, yes. Yes, absolutely, if I'm bitter. Absolutely. So, so when, if you're bitter and you go after it, they say, well, he's making 300000 That entitles you to... 8600 a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hip hip hooray. Right. You take that same man and they say, you know what? It's a salary cap. That 8600 is now 11. What's the better <laughs> option? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're sitting there like, man, the hell with this. I'm going to work this shit out because I'm missing out on $7,500 here a month. Right. Right. You're right. And and I, I do agree with that. You're right. Yep. Well, I mean, like I said, I, this just to me, like I said, those type, it seems like those are the type of females that, you know, like I said, get the attention and, you know, and that's what happens. No, I do. See, when, when you, when you say, when you say attention, like men, Men that I know that are very successful, we have these conversations mm-hmm. and we talk about when women say things like that about this is what we want. You see these Instagram models, right? Mm-hmm. 
they got the they got the BBLs. They they <laughs> got all this work done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you see any of these women in any position where they with a man that has great resources or power? And I'm not talking money. I'm talking about resources and power. Do you see them on any red carpets at any governor's balls, mayor's conventions? No. Do you see them on a on on the red carpet or the Grammys with anybody that has any type of power? You get what I'm saying? Like when you when when we when women talk about these other type of women, we just laugh at it uh-huh. because we see them as fun toys because that's what they are. Okay. They're not wives. No matter what women what women say, oh, that's what y'all want. Yeah, we want them for the night. We do. We want them Instagram models for the night. You can even look on their own Instagram and see that they are nowhere that no other woman can't be. They on a beach in, in in Barbados somewhere like no other woman can't be there. You know what I'm saying? They not they not nowhere of any fucking importance. Nowhere. Because men of great wealth, resources, and power, you we like to call women squares. That's the type of women we like. The ones that you're talking about that are low key, that do work at the Walmarts, or they do just got something going on. They they blue collar women. They do got something going on for themselves. They not half naked on the gram every five minutes. They not getting drunk over here every five minutes. They not on the scene. That's the type of women we want. When you talk about men that are successful, you know what I'm saying. And when it comes on the level of success, I'm I'm at the bottom of the table. I'm I'm talking about friends and colleagues that are doing way better than I am. Mm-hmm. That that's the this is the way that we think. So all these Instagram models y'all think we want, we don't want them. Okay. Well, what you're a big Baltimore Ravens fan, right? I am big, just like me. (laughs) Big Baltimore Ravens. At any Ravens event, when they show up with their wives, do any of their wives look like they be on Instagram looking like Instagram models? Oh, absolutely not. No. Point taken. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 Point. Point. You know so, what I'm let me ask you. Um. So, getting back to the child support thing, when you were raising your son, mm-hmm. you had him in your household, and like you said, that your child's mother has other children. Now, if you know the answer to this question, were any of the other dads on child support? Um. I can't answer that. Okay. I can't and <laughs> I can't answer that. They ain't me though. So I I was okay. a lottery ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I hate to be arrogant like that. I, I was a lottery ticket. But well I will say uh, another thing that, that goes unnoticed is I also ran into an issue with the IRS because of of this thing, and it wasn't so much the child support; it's the fact that you got somebody who's not raising him, claiming him on their taxes, or you giving somebody his social security number so you can get money. Like, and here it is: I got to battle the IRS and get everybody audited because mm-hmm. y'all out here doing fraud, and that happens a lot too. Yes. You got fathers out here that's paying child support, and they getting they getting financially raped. And they're not even allowed to even carry the child on their taxes. That's a big issue. Now, and it definitely is. So when you say allowed, now is that don't do you think that that's something that could be worked out between the two parents, or is that something that that could that needs to go through the system as well? Like. Um, like you said, um, okay, so even with the whole child support thing, the woman gets what she gets. So do mm-hmm. you think that the person who puts that in place should say, listen, since he's paying child support, then um, for this year, or you claim them all, all years, or you do even, or with that in the third, do you feel like that should be a stipulation as well if he has to pay the child support? I believe, I, I believe, I believe, I believe in both ways. I believe, um, that if he is if he is meant to to pay that it should be a stipulation like look on your taxes you're able to carry the kid for six months the mother's able to carry the child for the other six months i do i do believe um splitting it down or splitting it down the middle if the child is um spending most of the time at mom's house i do believe that but money is coming out of man's check that's allocated to go into that household like 
he should get some type of credit for that. But in a perfect world, you would think that two people can communicate and say, hey, on your taxes, you claim a child for six months on the taxes and, and be amicable like that. But when you already down child support for some BS, how can you get to a common place to have a conversation about taxes when it's already been a bitterness that got you down there? Mm -hmm. You know, it's bitterness that got you down there. So you haven't even tackled the real issue of why you and I are mad at each other or can't get along. So how so can what, we get to a place where we can talk about money? And that is that I, I will definitely agree. So what, you said that you kept receipts and everything of that nature when you went down trying to fight to be taken off. So what actually what was I, I bought receipts on the first ever child support meeting. Mm -hmm. So just to, just to prove that I would that I wasn't an absent father. So why why did they not um stop your payments or whatever? Like what what was it that made them say, Well, no, you're gonna continue to pay? Or did you not or did you tell me that you got frustrated? I got frustrated. Like I said, okay. like she was served with actual court papers to show up okay. to court. Right, right. On three plus occasions and nothing ever happened. Like I still got paperwork in there. My son's twenty one. I still got I still got the folders of paperwork for anybody who ever think I'm lying. I, I kept all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Stamped and sealed at the at the courthouse. Like nothing never happened. But the funny thing is the funny thing about it, when he turned eighteen and I went down there to make that last payment, they told me thank you. That's the child support office told me. They said thank you. Wow. I'm going to smack Shorty in the mouth. I'm going to go to jail. Like, I was ready to go to jail. Like, yo, thank you. Like, you're making it seem like, you know, I did this for y'all. Like, I, I was caught in a system where I wasn't, you know, supposed to be in the system. That's why, you know, I was very adamant on telling my son, like, look, I know you're young. You want to have your fun. But I need you to get established with yourself first. Find a wife. Then have children. Don't just be out here making babies. Because the system is not built for you to win. It may seem like love in the beginning, but if something goes wrong, you're going to be in a system. And I do not want you going through what I had to go through with you at all. I guess I'm curious to know, because me personally, if I were you and I knew that this child is absolutely in, in my house, because I would look at it as I'm paying for you to take care of your other kids or I'm paying for you to go to the club or buy your weave or what, whatever it is that she was doing. Like what what was it in you to like to say, you know what, just forget it. I'll pay her like. It's, it's just so calm to me. It just it just feels like it's like, eh, like. You know, were you really in a position to do that and the money really didn't matter? Like, I'm just. just trying it, got to the, it, got, it got to the point. It got to the point where. The money didn't matter. And okay. um, because what a lot of I don't know how it is in any other state, but when it comes to Maryland, a woman is entitled to go for an increase every three years. And is I would. Huh? Did that ever happen while you were no, still paying? Okay. No. So you got to figure um, money increased, situations increased. So that money that it, at first, when it first happened, was kind of hurtful. Now it's like you don't even miss it. You know what I mean? Because you done elevated your brain. You done elevated your business. You done elevated everything that you're doing. So that little couple of dollars, you're just like, eh, I'm wasting more time and more energy fighting something that I'm not even missing. And that was one of my one of my points, even when I, the last time I had um, filed paperwork, I'm like, look, y'all like y'all know it's a reason why she never went for an increase. Do you ever you ever think about that? Like, who don't want to increase on money? It's like if your job come to you and say, look, man, you do a raise. It's mm -hmm. raise time. You say, no, nah, I'm good. I don't give you Jeff Bezos, who got billions of dollars. If somebody say, look, man, I got a million in cash for you right now for you to blow, he's going to say, bring it to me. Mm -hmm. Who mm -hmm. doesn't want more? And that was what I was standing on. I'm like, yo, how y'all don't, don't see what's going on? Like, I mean, I had documentation from the courts. I had documentation from the schools. Like, yo, they like, we don't even, we've never seen this lady. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole thing was, and they wasn't, 
they wasn't moving on anything because child support is big business. Just yeah, like the medical, it's like just like the medical industry. The medical industry is is not based on doesn't make money because they want to carry you. They want to they make money off selling you the medicine. They don't want to mm -hmm. carry you. Mm -hmm. The money is in the treatment, not the cure. So the cure for child support is you know what you getting off of it, but the treatment is you keep paying. Same thing in the medical field. Did you ever think back to go back to her, even though she was bitter? And then after a period of time, say, you know what? Can we have an adult conversation? Like, you know, I, no, no, okay. No. <laughs> is that no. is that is that because of her, or is that because you have your pride? I'm it wasn't saying. even about pride. Like, man, my son had a. We had things established. Like I had a I had a routine and a process in the way that I was raising them. Um and it's no shot to her, but she wasn't really involved in that process ever. Um so my son grew up, he grew up with a little bit of animosity, even though that their relationship is better now because he's he's an adult. But it's a difference when your mother's around but she isn't around. You know what I'm saying? Like it's more hurtful than if I was just to be absent. Like the person that brought you into this world ain't really messing with you like that. You know what I mean? Right. She's doing her. Not saying she didn't love him, but you know what I mean? It just, it, it, I guess it took time for her to, to mature and do whatever that she needed to do. But whatever I was doing on my side, being a dad, and shout out to the rest of my village because I definitely had a village when it came to my grandmother, God rest her soul, my mother, my sister, my aunts, like, you know what I mean? Close-knit people. You know what I mean? He, he got a lot of love. Still was missing that love from his mother the way that he wanted, but he still got a lot of love. So it was it was no point of of, of her and I even having that conversation. I don't think that conversation would have went well. So I'm pretty sure because of you making a statement um, about how him, you know, him feeling how he felt about her not being around when you when you all had that conversation, you and your son. What was that conversation like? Did he come to you and say, well, you know, why is she never around or or was it, you know, or did you bring it up or like what did that conversation look like? Um. All right. So as a child, you got to know your child. And. um, When he acted out and rebelled. It was a direct effect of that. Um. The, the thought of being let down when you think you're supposed to go over your mother's house and it doesn't happen or your mom's supposed to pick you up. The same thing would go through with children and their father. I think it's a little bit more detrimental when mom does it, but it's the same thing. And what I should have done for him, which I didn't do, which I regret, is probably go through family therapy to actually explain the situation. But like I said, I had a great village, so he was just showered with a lot of attention and a lot of love. You know what I mean? And that was the way of us, I guess, giving him the therapy that he needed. Cause he had, I mean, he had a rough, he had a rough couple of years where he really, he really rebelled. You know what I'm saying? But he, I mean, he grew out of it and we've had conversations as he's now, he's an adult and he understand why he acted the way he acted. And he's able to articulate and communicate why he did what he did. I don't know if him and his mother had that conversation. Mm -hmm. But he and I had that conversation, and I can't I can't tell people what he said verbatim. I could just uh, paraphrase it because it was very um, private and deep. But you know, you know, him not having that that close knit relationship with his mother at an early age really, you know, it hurt. You know, and then you go through then you go through the period when it's like, okay, the person that's that's in your quarter that loves you like a mother, which was my grandmother that passed, that's mm -hmm. hurtful too. You right. know what I'm saying? So now, now you're going through that. So right. he went, he went through some stuff. That's why, that's why I'm very, I'm very grateful that um, he's actually doing what he's supposed to do now. He's on the right path, just doing, keeping his, keeping his head on straight. So as a, as a black father raising a son, mm -hmm. um, a episode ago, I talked to a mental health advocate and we talked about, feelings and emotions and how mm -hmm. how our men don't express themselves and they don't and they hold things in and they don't cry and they don't like for people to see them a certain way did any of while you were raising your son 
did you let him see these emotions or because he was your son? Um, because I'm pretty sure raising him wasn't easy. So, mm -hmm. and there were things that you went through that probably took a toll on you, you know, mentally or whatever the case. Did you ever let him see you in those emotions to say, hey, it's okay to express this? Or did you kind of like, you know, hold it all in? Um, for, for, for me, anybody, anybody that knows me know that um, I don't really hold back. I don't really hold back too much. Um, I'm transparent. I'm going to give you 100% of me, whether it's laughter, whether it's tears. But I don't think I've ever um, was in a situation for him to see me emotionally upset just because life had us down. Um, nor did I ever make him feel like he couldn't cry. So when he did cry, I, was, I wasn't I was a dad like, shut up, boy, you know, do some push-ups. I wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? So I embraced him when he needed to, to cry. You know what I'm saying? But I also, you know what I mean, was stern in um, telling him the way that he acts reflects on me. So he got a lot of that. Like I said, when you out here acting like an ass, it's a reflection on me. And it makes and it's an embarrassment to me that I'm not raising you right because you out here acting like a fool. When you walk out the door and you're not around me, you're still a reflection of me, no matter if I'm not around. So I was stern on that. But when it came to emotions of, of being upset or something, no, nah, he's seen he's seen the angry side of me when, you know, of course. But um if life ever got me down, no, nah, he didn't see the side of me being um weeping in the corner or something like that. Like it was never no point in him seeing that. But I, I never uh, not embraced him if he ever had to cry. So it wasn't that type of situation. So when it, when it comes to the parenting between you and his mom, um, of course, he's a grown man now, but in, in that transition. So did y'all ever have those instances where maybe she would say yes, and then you would say no, and then it's like, oh, my goodness, like who, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, don't, it don't matter. It, that was always a stern. That was always a stern thing for me. Um, whatever dad says goes. I don't care who said what. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm your father first. Nobody got the the the, the biggest say so to me. If I tell you no, or I'm telling you to do something, somebody else come back and say, "Oh, you could do this." I'll talk to your father later. You gonna get fucked up, and then me and these people gonna have a real conversation because nobody overrides my word. I don't care what it is. To this day, he's 21. Nobody overrides my word. Nobody. I'm your father. So let's just suppose, let's just say maybe there's a young father that may be in your situation. Well, that, you know, the your situation now, like he got somebody pregnant or whatever the case, and he's about 19, mm -hmm. 20 even. What, what advice would you give that father and they're breaking up or or they just they still together well both um well honestly if they were breaking up <laughs> oh my god um i would tell them definitely get prepared for the ride um as far as child support laws and stuff go right now um I don't I don't know how it is because I haven't been involved in child support in a few years now. Mm -hmm. But the this is the crazy thing about it. I guess it depends on the guy. I mean, because it's women that who got baby daddies who don't do shit, right? That don't do nothing, and they mm -hmm. not once think about going going down child support. Mm -hmm. It's always the guy that wants to be there for some reason, or the guy who maybe cheated on her and she's mad and now she's bitter because he got somebody else so that's kind of like a broad a broad uh, a broad statement or a broad question because there's so many different ways to go but i will say make sure your communications uh level is up there that's that's all i can say is communicate because it, i mean it can go so many different ways i guess it just depending on the type of woman he's dealing with i, I guess like i can't that's broad that's a broad question like i don't know I don't know which way to go with that. Like well, that's true too. But I will, I will tell him. I will tell him um, if if he believes she's the one, don't waste no time. Start building. Start building a life together. 
You know what I mean? Sure that, you know, that you're going to be there. But he got to know it. Don't force it. Don't just force it because you had a baby. If you know that this is the person you want to be with and raise this child with and make her an honest woman. I'm more supportive of the family structure than separation. I rather yeah. I rather see more I'm, I'd rather see more people that look like you and I under one roof because uh, us under one roof, you know, we can get wealth that way. You know what I mean? We can build we can build family legacies that way. Like we can get everybody out of our pocket that way if we under one roof. I'm all about the family structure. So, child support aside, because mm-hmm. like. And if there was a if there was a salary cap, then we would probably have more of a family structure. So that's let's just take, my belief. Yeah, that's just my let's belief. take that out of the equation. How how what can we do as our people to to kind of you know have a family structure now? Because I, I feel like a, a lot of people, me being one of those people, go off of what they what they see as far as their parents, you know. Because, and I'm just saying this, my parents were together. Well, not my biological mother, but I grew up with two parents in the home. But their relationship was so crazy that to me, it looked like, oh, that's what a relationship is supposed to look like. But it it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. So what what happens in that instance? A guy is, he's 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 growing up and hypothetically he's seeing his dad maybe hit the mother or mm. or or something you know even okay let's let's not take it that far let's just say he he sees the dad and he pays all the bills in the house and the mother just sits home and takes care of the kids and this that and the third well you know that in this day and age it doesn't go like that so this guy that's what he knows but then he meets a woman who says no that's not how that goes like, you know, we're going to do this thing 50-50 or we're not going to do it at all. And then there go the family structure out the door because that's his belief that as my wife, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So how how do we even get there? Because well, everybody I believe, believes well, something different. Well, I believe first, first and foremost, I would like for our culture to stop normalizing um, big extravagant baby showers. Um <laughs> <laughs> because the thing that kills me about that is every and and I, I told my nieces this, um, because I even remember my own son's baby showers, hundred people there, and what happens at these baby showers, man? People putting these baby showers together like promises and wedding, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So you got all these people to show up with their love and their gifts and. Their 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 broken promises because they tell you when the baby comes you can count on me for this you can count on me for that we can do this we can do that they want they want you to believe it's going to be a village that's not the case once that baby is born everybody's there oh Google Gaga look at the pretty baby when that baby start walking and talking you'll see more and more people get distant more and more people get distant then you'll realize it's just you and the person that you brought this child in with even when you know people um have their mothers who are now going to be grandmothers or their fathers who are now going to be grandfathers at these baby showers and oh this is going to be my baby just that and the third yeah until grandma uh needs to watch the baby and she tell you no nah, grandma going out tonight you mm-hmm. get what i'm saying that that mm-hmm. I want us to stop normalizing baby showers and start at an early age telling our sons and our daughters, yo, get yourself established. Find yourself a husband. Find yourself a wife. Mm -hmm. Know who you're marrying and then bring life into this world because you're not going to bring life into this world with a person that you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, just like you said, if if them conversations about, Bill's going 50-50 and a woman expecting a man to do this and a man expecting a woman to do that. All those conversations I had before you even start a relationship, if it's done right, that's why it's, it, that's why the communication in the beginning is, is key. Like, it's certain, like, for me, I know what type of woman that I won't deal with. You know what I'm saying? So if she's bringing that to the table early and I'm telling her, you know, I don't really like that, you know, and she's not willing to change, then guess what? Gap it up. We friends. Ain't going no. It's, we're not going no further than this because I, it's certain things that I'm not going to put up with, 
And I think we need to have those conversations early and tell our children, like, yo, you got to know who you're going into a relationship with. But I would definitely promote more marriage before a baby shower. Well, what do you say about the family, the family structure, but it's only structured because there are kids there. So it's like mom and dad ain't really feeling it no more. But because of y'all, we're going to sit here and act like, you know, so in, in that instance, do you feel like you should go ahead and break up the dynamic? Because we really we really just only shells of, of ourselves because we here for y'all. Yeah, I'm not so, gonna tell I'm not gonna promote anybody to live in misery. Like if it's just not working out, it's just not going it's just not working out. I'm 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 trying to promote um more positive stuff as far as family structure um for our people, but if it just doesn't work out, it just doesn't work out. I'm not gonna tell anybody saying something for the sake of making somebody else happy. Cause if you're miserable, you just, I mean, you got one life to live out here. You know what I mean? I know, I know a good five or six people right now that are going through a divorce and they were just together because of the children. And they had to wake up and realize like, look, this family structure and what we had going on ain't working out for me anymore. Like me and your mother or me and your father are now, you know, have grown apart. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's, and I guess it's all about, you know, how you break up too, because if it's toxic, it's going to feel toxic. But if right. it's amicable and you both feel a certain type of way, I think it's a better transition for the children. So you being a single dad and you watching your son grow up and meet people. And I'm pretty sure that there was a, a period where he started dating. <laughs> yeah. What type of dating father are you like? Are you like the mother? Cause you know, when the sons bring the girls to the mother, we like, no, no, that ain't. That's not the one because I know that there's always a double standard when you're raising a son versus when you're raising a daughter. So, in his dating period, were you hard on him, or did you say, "Hey, hey, you're you my son, and make your daddy proud"? Like, so. real shit. I'm gonna tell you some real shit. Like when when I was 18, 19, whatever t- age I was, and, I, and, and she was introduced my son mother to my mother, my grandma, my aunt. And these are their words. They were like, we don't like that bitch. That's their, that's what, this is what their words. We don't like that bitch. They be like, she going to hurt you and she going to hurt you bad. We can see it. And like I said, when you young, dumb, full of cum, mm-hmm. you ain't listening. Mm-hmm. You're doing you. You know what I'm saying? And I was doing me. And they ultimately, at the end of the day, was right. Like, I got hurt. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. as far as my son, the whole dating thing, my son, he 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 ain't bringing no chicks through here unless I'm not here because I'm <laughs> I'm the ignorant dad. Like you know, I'm I'm sorry. Like I'm I'm gonna ask you. Like yo, you know I'm gonna ask your daughter. Like what you want with my son? You ain't getting no money. I'm gonna make you hard. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you hard, man. Like my son, my son do his thing, but I'm not saying he ain't never had nobody up in the crib, but they they had to be in the crib when I was like out the country or something like they won they won sliding through if, if I'm in the, he don't know what time or when I'm coming home so if he know I'm out the country or I'm out the state then I'm pretty sure he's in here doing his thing especially when I found caress soap underneath my bathroom sink and we don't use caress soap in here you know what I'm saying he told a gold face fly about that shit man like so what you doing with caress soap like I came back from Jamaica like yo why is the caress soap and I'm like we don't use that. Oh, we ran out of soap. I went and got it from my mother house. Man, your mother lived 45 minutes away, dog. You ain't go all the way over there. From soap, man. I already knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? But he's not going to openly bring him uh, through me yet. I don't think he's got he's gotten the courage to do that yet. So, do so. With the what type of advice do you have? Because there are lots of single dads out here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like you said. You you one of those dads that were blessed to have the village. Mm-hmm. A lot of dads don't have the village. So for the for the dads that aren't as fortunate to have the village, what kind of what piece of advice would you offer them? Because with or without the village, it's still frustrating raising a child, and it's hard, especially when you're doing it by yourself. Uh, village is just extra, and it helps. But again, a lot of people don't have that. 
And like you said, and I agree with you because I made this statement as well. When it comes to men oh, saying I need food stamps or I need child support or I need a WIC voucher, they're kind of like looked at sideways because it's like, oh, like you said, you're a man. Get it together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that is quite discouraging on a on a man to know that I'm reaching out and nobody can help me. So what's, what advice would you offer the, to that father? The first question I would ask is, I mean, why don't you have like any friends or family that's 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 willing to not help you? Um, because I'm going to tell you what's a, a crazy thing about my inner circle, which is very rare. All the dudes that I came up with through the sandbox, my inner circle is all single dads. Mm, OK. And when I mean single dads, children living with dad. Um, I've gotten into many, many online debates with women when they talk about menning this and menning that and when I comment they say you don't know shit because you just the father and then I gotta break it down like oh no 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 sister no 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 like I'm a single dad doing it the way you doing it um but as far as the advice I mean all you can do is just take it is just take it day by day. I mean you gonna I mean you're gonna have days was really good, really bad especially depending on your financial situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but all you could do is really just take it day by day. Um, find find as much time as you can to give back to yourself, to reflect and meditate because you need your peace um, mm-hmm. to get your mind right. Um, and that's, that's basically it. And that's just for the men that just don't have nobody. And I don't understand why you just don't have nobody. That, that That's kind of hard not to have friends because my friends um, were very much supportive when needed. Like they weren't the friends that if they were going out and I say, well, I don't have a babysitter tonight. They ain't never, was, never, never pushed me like, well, you need to find one because we're going to turn up tonight. We're going to do They just like, okay, we see you in the morning. Like, and a lot of times we run in, we getting, you know, into situations like that where you feel like, you know, you're missing out on something if you can't find adequate um, babysitters to watch your kid. And I never had friends that made me feel like that. And I never mm-hmm. made them feel like that, vice versa. If they couldn't, if they couldn't make it because nobody couldn't watch their child, then they just couldn't make it. And a, a lot of times that's where when you're a young parent, you get caught up at because mm-hmm. you, you still want to go have your fun. Right. Or not realizing the six minutes of fun that it took you to make that child is now going <laughs> to cost you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 18, 19 years of, of your time, of your life. Mm-hmm. You're caught up like that. But I, I would just say just take things day by day. That's my advice. That's the only advice I can give to somebody that just don't have a village. I mean, it's not necessarily don't have one. But like you said, a lot of people don't want to be bothered. So it's like, okay, well, can you watch them? And it's like, oh, I got my own kids to watch or, you know, like stuff like that. Because people tend, like you said, at the baby shower, they might have told the person, oh, we'll be here. But then when it's time for you to be here, you're not here. Mm-hmm. So it might be necessarily not really not having anybody, but just those people. Well, that, that, when that, you- is, that is like not having nobody, because how can you call call yourself a friend of somebody or, or, or their family if you're not going to be there in their time of need. Like, I don't, I don't know what type of one-sided shit that is, but a lot of people do it and get away with it. Um, that don't fly over here because I keep a mental Rolodex of people that uh, I ask a favor from, and I and I rarely ask favors. So if I ask you for a favor and you can't deliver, you know, it's I don't, you know, we don't need to be dealing with each other. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. we don't need to be dealing with each other. With with all the things that's going on in the world, like, you know, the Black Lives Matter and you yeah. know, police brutality and the stuff like that, um, you know, your son's grown, so I guess it, it's not different, but it is. But, I mean, raising him and, you know, is, is coming into contact with those type of situations, I'm pretty sure y'all have had those conversations before, you know, how to deal with cops and this, that, and the third so I just wanted to know, like, for those sons out there that don't have a role model or father figure or whatever the case, what kind of advice can you offer them as well? For those that just don't have a, a father figure? Yeah, because, you know, there are fathers that are not in the home, you know, 
or you know absent dads or you know and then some some kids have father role models and stuff like that but what what type of advice do you just offer any young man that's growing up in the world that we live in today as far as black lives matter child support you know you already said what's going on with the family thing but it's basically just growing up as a black man in our society okay um let me make sure I word this right. Um, um, first and foremost, um, as far as far as my son, like in the time that we in now, I've had a lot of anxiety when he leaves the house or he's out hanging, doing what he's doing, just because of the um, the time that we living in now, mm-hmm. where we just seeing so many stories of police pulling the trigger. Um, a little bit too frequently on people that look like us. So I've dealt with my own anxieties about that. Cause any father, when you look at, especially Instagram pages like Murder Inc. and you look at the news and young black such and such, such, such has been shot, you immediately check to see and make sure it's not your kid. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the, that's the world um, that I'm living in with, you know, as far as my anxiety level uh, goes when it comes to that. And all I do with that is pretty much just stay um, prayed up and then, you know, just telling my son, giving him pointers on how to be out here in the world to not end up like that. Um, And at the end of the day, I just had to tell myself, I have to trust what I built in him for him to actually take the advice that I give him and what I taught him Mm -hmm. and apply it um, so he can come home every night. Um, and as far as young men needing role models, how can they seek a role model? Uh, I, I honestly can't answer that because I, the way I channel, I channel mine because I grew up without, without a father and without a role model myself. Mm-hmm. My, the way that I channeled that, that, um, that energy into not being, uh, stupid, even though I did do dumb things, I didn't get caught, God willing. Um, is that I grew up not wanting to be a person that brought a kid into this world that didn't have a father or a role model. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know how it is to kind of learn everything on your own and you don't have another man to talk to, to teach you things. And um, I had a lot of trials and tribulations with, you know, actually becoming the man that I am today. So mm-hmm. that's what I try to instill into my kid. But that's also what made me is to not make him feel like, you know, he didn't have a role model or, you know what I'm saying? But for, mm-hmm. as far as those men that's, that, that that don't have them, I don't know. I don't know where they can actually go. You know what I mean? I'm, but I'm not, you know, I'm always open myself. Even if they wanted to reach out to me, yeah, I'll help out. But as far as them reaching out to an organization or, or things like that, I don't, I don't have an answer for that. I don't know. I don't know. And one last question before we uh, wrap it up. Now, like you said, you fought the system. You got frustrated. You gave up. You gave in. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that if you knew the things that you knew now, it would have been different. Yeah. So for that father that's either going to go through this or maybe he hasn't gone through it yet or whatever, and what type of advice do you offer that father? Don't fight it alone. That's what I tell them. I would, I would, anything in this world, like, you know, you got to pay for it. I would, I would seek, I would definitely seek a lawyer. I would seek a family attorney and go to court and fight it. Like, cause I know, I know a lot of brothers right now that, that have gotten um, counseling from lawyers that are fighting it and beating it right now. You know what I mean? Don't go in it alone. Just like any other thing. When it comes to the government, because that's what child support is, do not try to fight them alone. Go in there with some representation. That's all. That That's your best bet. Go in there with some representation. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. It was very enlightening. Uh, I respect your opinion. I see you have on your unified T-shirt or sweatshirt. Yeah, you know, gotta represent what you own. You know, you gotta represent what you own. 
So quickly tell us a little bit about Unified Radio. Oh, Unified Radio, the Black-owned, diversified um, network where um, we actually, um, you can go to the site. We got podcasts on there. We got fashion things on there, music things on there, movie things on there. Just your all your overall, overall just like sociable network that we're building over there. So in the next couple months, we're looking to bring on actually more podcasts to our network and um we actually working on you know a couple documentaries right now for netflix so you know you're doing a few things out here so anybody yeah yeah we wanted to follow your movement congratulations Mm -hmm. by the way on your documentaries if we wanted to follow the unified radio movement how would we be able to do that uh you can log on to unifiedradio.tv or you can follow the uh the unified radio uh page on instagram it's uh just the way I said it, Unified Radio, and that's at Instagram. The same thing on the website is unifiedradio.tv. And I want to say this. My interview way better than Kelson's because I know he's going to see it. <laughs> you see that jab? Yeah, I know he's going to see it. Look at that jab. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Well, that's the homie. Well, yeah. Shout out to Kelsey because I appreciated his interview as well. But thank you for joining me on this episode. I do appreciate the conversation. Thanks a lot, everybody. Good night. Peace.